Welcome to episode 5 of the Tips Your Life podcast series. Today's episode was while I was traveling in California, visiting family and just having a good time. Uh, Chicano Batman graciously uh, freed up some time to chat with me. And I guess you all, by extension. Uh, three of the four band members uh, present. And it was just a really wide-ranging, really fun conversation. Everything from their experience playing under the Barrio Gold of records in Japan... Um, their thoughts on La Santa Cecilia, Bardo talking about growing up in La Mirada. And I think what's really funny is Carlos, the bassist, just kind of wakes up, you know, kind of wakes up halfway through it and just starts really taking over, you know, really, really just asserts himself. It's really, it's really funny because he was just kind of quiet uh, earlier in the day. And then the Bardo just pops in his random, random thoughts and ideas. Uh, I will say that I think, you know, I just met these guys you know, slightly before we started the recording. So I think, you know, I think it takes a second for us to get into our rhythm and get into our flow. Um, and I think when we do, you know, somewhere 15, 20 minutes into it, it gets really fun. And not that it isn't before that, but, you know, it's just like a different different rhythm, a different thing going on. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, please, you know, um, write some comments in either the SoundCloud comment area or the Facebook comment area. I know they and I would really appreciate it. And um, yeah, check them out. There's a bunch of links in the links in the blog post on the chipsterlife.com site. But go ahead and check them out at chicanobatman.com. Uh, and also, if you're checking out the site for the first time, take a look at other parts of the site, the, the rest of the blogs, the store, uh, our little music section, and the front page just for some interesting content um, by and for the Latino community. All right. Hope, hope you enjoy the listen. I like your water chalice. What do you mean? It's like a chalice. There's water in it. <laughs> like a goblet. Winterbeer. Like goblet. Like Winterbeer, right? Yeah, there you go. Ah, oh, cool. All right. What mic do you have on there? It's a, it's a Zoom H2N, so it's already, it's just a recorder and a mic. Oh, you just one. have the fluffy shit on top. Yeah, it's just a, a wind, wind, wind guard. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't, it's a little windy up here, but I think it's a handle. Did we see a yeah. guy that had an iPhone and then had a Zoom connector yeah. to it? That's the new future. Yeah, USB mic. Well, because yeah. you can't you can't hold if you hold the machine, it'll yeah you'll hear it and it'll go all fucked up. All right, so who wants to tell us where we are, just so we, the audience knows locationally where we are? We are on Broadway, North Broadway, across the street from the cornfields, the LA Historic Park, sandwiched between that and. Um, you have to speak up a little bit, just because. He's a low talker. He's a low talker. We are on North there Broadway. We go. There you go. Yeah, there we're, you go. we're on North Broadway uh, in Chinatown, smashed in there between uh, the cornfields and Elysian Park. And then if you, so the, what you're hearing in the background for folks listening is uh, Broadway. So there's there's a, a bit of traffic coming up and then there's the what used to be the cornfield and then farther down is Twin Towers, which is totally getting my attention. We're also on Radio Hill. Radio Hill. What's Radio Hill? This is Radio Hill. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's right behind us. Radio Hill. And let's go over everybody's name just so we know who's here. So it won't be too confusing to the audience. Bardo Martinez. And you're? Who's... I play guitar, organ, and I sing in the band. Cool. Bardo. My name is Eduardo Arenas, and I play bass. My name is Carlos Arevalo, and I play guitar. All right, sweet. And you're the, Carlos is the only one without like a long mane of hair in the band. Yeah. 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 I'm, the, I'm the, the, bald, the bald one, the bald Mexican. <laughs> he used to have gorgeous hair. Yeah. He still does. If when he, he was five. Out. <laughs> when he came out of his mom. Curly afro. Yeah. I think you can uh, still grow it out, bro. Wait, what do you got here, Barbo? Oh, this is just like a, a notebook, just like random drawing thoughts. One side is uh, 
you know, like poetic stuff. The other side is business. So uh, that's how I, that's this how I do my life. It's your yin yang. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I was I was reading through your interviews that people have done with you. One of the things I wanted to to try to like just noodle around and and get your thoughts on is um, like your music doesn't have like a very like it doesn't doesn't have like political overtones or the content isn't necessarily what you would call like traditionally political but in the interviews there's a there's a certainly like a political sensibility to your personalities there's comments about social justice and and um just where you're coming from and about why the music's important to you so where, where do you think that sensibility is within the music or is there that sensibility in the music well well for me it's just like that's just where my mind is at you know all the time you know in the political reality that we live in you know, um, I studied history. You know, I always been interested in history since I was in middle school. You know, and so yeah. uh, you know, I, I went, to, I did the whole school thing. I got a BA and an MA. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, uh, that's how I think. And so for me, but for me, like the essence of the importance of uh, how could I put it? Like of your question, answering to answer your question, um, the reason why I talk so much about politics and and all of that in, in relation to our music is because I feel that. Um, everybody's personality and being themselves is almost like a you know um especially for people of color you know for anybody to be honest i feel that anybody who represents themselves who they are yeah kind of like just kind of like destroy the 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 status quo yeah you know right. the representation itself is a political statement yes by by itself by barely yeah. me being you know uh you know anybody just being themselves you know through their music or through their art they are you know kind of like you know, especially if they're very conscious of what's going on around them, you know, it's kind of like just does away with the the system. Yeah. You know, because the system wants us to be, you know, doesn't want us to be ourselves. Wants yeah. us to forget our history, our past, our our feelings, our, you know, it wants us to to put everything in a, in a small pocket, you know, and to conform to particular ideas and ways of being. Sure. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys feel the same way or I think it was uh Angiano actually who when he interviewed us that kind of laid it out saying you guys don't you guys are called Chicano Batman, which is a very political name. Wait, who interviewed you? Jose Angiano. Okay, oh well, my buddy Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said uh I think he said Gallegano. I was like, wait no, a second, <laughs> Gallegano interviewed you. He beat you to this. Like, what? <laughs> no. Uh and he said that although you guys don't talk about political um like resistance or, or kind of like social justice per se in the music the fact that we're playing that type of music in itself is a resistance to mainstream and it's kind of like a, a, a identifying ourselves with uh with with our old and past generations of our tios and our tias right. by playing rancheras and cumbias and old soul and, and things like that that they used to listen to so the fact that we're still playing on that format alone is kind of um it kind of says a lot more than words can probably say. Hold on, the helicopter's really loud. In case you were wondering, we're still in the hood. Helicopters, <laughs> and I can hear police in the background too. Police Academy is about. Two oh, is that part down. of it too? Oh, right, because it's yeah. actually a park. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, so the fact that you're drawing from the heritage is also the political statement. It sounds yeah. like as well. Would you agree? With that? I forgot your name again. Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, I, I agree. I agree with everything he said. Yeah. They, I'm not going to always thing. rotate like this, but just to oh, try no to get it started. Yeah. No, yeah, what they said was, that encapsulates what I think also. Because I was, I, was, um, I was talking, I was at an elementary school or a middle high school, like a charter high school today, and it was mostly, it's all students of color, really poor, and they also had like the same intuition. I was 
intuition about like we don't we're not represented in ways that we understand and that we see and I was thinking about you guys and I was thinking about the music and I was like yeah I mean it's, it's a political statement to hold on to our heritage right because it's always right. getting taken away right what were you where, what school were you at <laughs> it's a charter school on like 700 in Wilshire okay my friends taught there for like six years or something okay yeah cool. we, we teach work, yeah we work at charter schools oh, which ones all oh, the green dot. The green the dot. Green dot. I want to say green Animal, dot schools. Green dot. We work for an agency. PUC. Yeah. An agency? <laughs> yeah. A, sub, we, a subbing agency. Oh, you, both are, you both are subs? And him too. All of you bought those are subs? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just hauling around all over LA subbing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is there particular subjects you guys teach? All of them. Right now I'm teaching English. I got like a long term at Animo Inglewood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taught economics, history, Spanish, math, pre algebra, geometry, pre calc. Um. Yeah, English. Yeah. <laughs> PE. <laughs> whatever. And is that better just for the, just for like creating music? Because you can just. Yeah. You mentioned much. that in one of the interviews. That yeah, yeah, you could just you know just hop off. You just get off whenever you you can. But uh, yeah, pretty get much off, that's it. That's get on. You know, make your money. The flexibility of it. Yeah. And also, just um, you know, they're willing to hire people <laughs> like us. <laughs> I don't know. That's the job I got. You know what I'm saying? They, they need people. You know, subs are indispensable, you know? Yeah. They're indispensable, so... It's, it's a pretty good daily rate, too, just for what it is. For what it's it not is. so bad. It's not yeah. so bad. For what it is. It beats daycare. <laughs> was that, that, that going to be the other option? You got to bet about daycare. No. I mean, we have, uh, like, uh, Carlos has a master's in planning, urban planning. You know, you, you I, both do? Uh, he does. Or just you? Just me, yeah. Okay. I, I, got, I have a, a, a bachelor's in, in urban planning also. He has his Latin American... I have studies. an MA in Latin American studies. Okay. So it's not like substituting was not the, you know, it's not the... It's not the career objective when you're... No, no. Yeah. It's the transition. Yeah. To whatever it is we're going through. Yeah. But you learn a lot from subbing. You get thick skin. Yeah. You know? Well, you're you're in it, man. You're in the trenches. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah. We worked in Watts, Inglewood, South Central, East LA, um, Highland Park. We're working all, all the places. Well, because I was talking to the kids about my research too. I was talking about them because I, I I'm a PhD in contemporary PhD student in contemporary Guatemalan history, so I study massacres and political violence and genocide. And they're the first time I was talking to them about my research, and it's the first time I've ever had a crowd that wanted more gore. They wanted more details of how bad it was, and they wanted to know the moments when I was afraid doing my research. And I was like, I've never had anybody like really investigate like my pain. That was that was intense. I was like, whoa. And how <laughs> did they, they react? They liked it. They wanted to know more. Like, did they like it? Like, yeah, bloody, I love it. They, they liked it. Like, they identified with it. Right. You know. Because like, there's some students, man. Like, I, I've subbed in certain schools, and you know, some kids are really into the whole, you know, chapel thing and yeah. you know, all that, that. Yeah. There's and a it's, sensationalism. It's that's nasty. Kind of it's it's really it's a yeah. really terrible thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, like they watch YouTube videos of like, like little kids getting like beheaded and yeah, like, decapitation. They're all videos. about it. Yeah. It's kind of like it's it's to me it's just like. You know, uh, what's it called? The UFW wrestling. It's like watching like people just giving the shit at each other. No, what's the what's the UFW? No, the farm workers have a wrestling team. No, I'm about like the wrestling. The fucking Sister Chavez was the original. What do you call it? What's that wrestling? Oh, UFC. MMA. Oh, MMA. Yeah, right. It's like MMA. You know, it's just like a huge thing, and but people like fuck each other real bad. You know, I mean, that's the point. Especially given like the corrido music that's derived from uh, the narcotraficos. I mean, it's also like, in a way, it's also right. like a political statement to not talk about those things, right? To like keep it about what's beautiful about what we've done rather than the violence that we provoke every day. 
Well, shit. Mainstream, so? mainstream radio is, is not like that. Like, uh, I know a lot of kids, like a lot of kids in South Central, they'll be listening to that stuff. I think, I think a lot of associate affluence with, uh, with that culture. Yeah. You know, because a lot exactly. of a lot of narco, that culture. I mean, it, it's it's coming across the border. You know, yeah. it's over there. Whoever has the biggest car is dealing. Yeah. You know, um, and everybody's just they all. It's like uh, man. It's like. Uh, it's like if you follow basketball, you'll be talking about the Kings, the Lakers, you know, the East and the West, you know, and the divisions and things like that. Hmm. These kids will break it down like, oh, hey, mister, where are you from? Oh, well, my family's from Michoacan. Oh, you guys are alone out there. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you guys got to watch Sinaloa, you know, Sinaloa is dominated, but now they're in Chapel, this and this and that. So they got that on lockdown, you know. They have a political analysis they about have, uh, Yeah, of what's going on in Mexico and how, you know, they're a part of it. They're, you know, something like that. Like they're a part of it too, just from association of being Mexican, you yeah. know, from family. So, and they just, they, everybody wants to know all about it, you know, show off each other's skills about who knows more about the cartel. Really? And, and, uh, and the name people who are, are hitmen, you know, they'll talk about this guy, you know, that guy's the, 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 uh, the cousin of, of Chepo. And, you know, they even call him, hey, te encontraron tu tío. They all want to be like related, you know. So it's like, uh, I remember when we got caught the following day, like on the radio, um, there was like a, like 15 minutes of just like, oh, El Chepo, and now we're going to play songs of El Chepo, you right. know, that have been dedicated to him, or people have written about him, they're just all glorifying El Chepo, you know? Yeah. And then they'll get into the whole, like, well, you know, he was a hero too, you know, he was, uh, helped build schools, helped with this, that, fund this, fund that, you know, just like Escobar was in Colombia, you know? Well, they, they were populist to an extent, but it was a populism designed to, you know, control and right. you know, maintain. And they but killed doing it. Your comment earlier, you were referring to like... Uh, you were saying that Marco Corridos are like they have this, some form of agency within them? No, I didn't mean that. Okay. I mean, the fact that you don't do that stuff like that. What do you mean? Well, the, well we're talking about like political statements and right. the music behind political statements. Yeah. There's something interesting about Marco Corridos and in, in the storytelling that they do, but you know, you're obviously right. making a choice not to write about things like that. No. About killing and violence. And oh, what do you mean, us? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah, right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole, whole. I mean, no, I see you're saying yeah. that it's a beautiful thing that right. you're writing about, like the beautiful things that um, you know, right? Latino experience, whatever, and you know, we're going a different side as opposed to that. Yeah, it's just that's it's real nasty. It's like it's, I mean, it's like it's just a, a, a another side of dominant culture. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, there's a, some populism within it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it is kind of like a in a sense, it does come from the from the masses, right? But it takes but advantage of a vulnerable population, right? That's why it's populism, because it's like you have nothing. Here's a school. Now you're loyal to us, right? Yeah, and it's it's unproductive. You know, yeah. it's just it's just a recycling of the same values. Yeah, you know. So we talked a little bit about heritage and music. So where where is the music coming from? What's what's influencing? Because I've I, I tried looking for something that describes what you are, and like it's always like a paragraph trying to like encapsulate it's what hard. you guys are doing. We've so. tried we've tried to write that paragraph too, and we <laughs> suck at it. You know, to tell you the truth, uh, it comes from. So for no, people, maybe pe- someone that has never heard your music, where how would you describe where it's coming from? And we don't have to worry about being concise, right? We can say whatever it, we want. It comes from. Uh, part of it comes from. Uh, 1980s backyard um, carne asadas, bautismos, <laughs> quinceañeras, and the soundtrack that you were listening to at the time. Right. You know, part of it comes from that. Part of it also comes from um, like um, know, old old uh, old records that are you know when we were still weren't born, we're listening to like uh, you know Los Angeles Negros and things like that. And um, 
but I think there's a big element like uh, well for those who don't know we play a lot of like uh, soul music and, and uh, a lot of cumbia style Brazilian influenced music um, just I guess a lot of soul and, and roots music from the Americas we just kind of sum it up and kind of like try to put a, a twist on what we're living now in, in this day and age to the music from all the things we've learned not just from those types of music but also from rock and from from funk and different styles of music so we're just interpreting you know kind of like this this life we've kind of been living you know because i think i think when i listen to it too it, there's a lot i really feel the nostalgia because i feel like when i go to my when i go with my parents and it was all their buddies and they played this music in the background and one of their buddies would get drunk and start playing the accordion you know and it reminded me of all that i guess for the younger kids it may feel a little different you know because it's a different soundtrack but yeah, I'd say Bardo's kind of like the, the the master of the nostalgia uh, <laughs> uh, flavor on this thing. Maybe he can talk more about that. Yeah, I guess, um, how could I put it? Um, yeah, it's a lot of different things. Like what I was saying is like, uh, what, you know, as kids, we always wanted to make music, you know. And I think that's a, a driving force. We just want to play music and we want to, you know, we're influenced by all these different things. And we want to make good music, you know. Uh, I was influenced by Carlos uh, a long time ago. He had a really good band that I really admired. And uh, they were called the Paradiso. He'll tell you more. He's right here. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I love that band. And they, they were just uh, one of the first bands that I saw that was really tight. Like yeah. a really, like I, I felt like they were, um, just everything was really clear. Yeah. You know, I grew up in La Mirada where there's just like a yeah. lot of rock bands. And yeah. I just didn't really appeal to that. You know, especially because uh, the whole racial divide yeah. in, in that city. You know what I'm saying? It kind of like you're it's a like skater. It's like a white supremacist presence out there. Yeah, most bit, definitely. Like I'd ride my bike around and see like Confederate flags. Yeah. So I, I was mean, really conscious. People don't know about that, man. But no, like, they don't. It's out there. It's out there it's for out sure. There. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I grew up around that, and and I, I felt that like, and um, I became like, you know, I became like really like politically kind of minded when I was a kid too. Like I read like Che Guevara in like, mm-hmm. 11th grade, and you know, Zapatista. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, book by John, that book by John Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, that was kind of the things that were on my mind, you know, as I was young. And so, you know, I started developing. I don't know, but anyways, yeah, like I said, uh, at a certain point, I was, I just wanted to make like, like soul music, you know, and uh, I was definitely influenced by, uh, I don't know, all kinds of things. Like it, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's so hard, so difficult to dissect, you know, like what influences you, like. I grew up with like rock and español. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mana, even though I hate to admit it. <laughs> I finest, you know what I'm saying? Like just all kinds of different stuff. But, you know, and we could give you all these names that we, shit we listen to, hip hop to Dre and, and all those things. But at a certain point, I was like, well, I want to create a band that sounds kind of like Los Angeles Negros. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they just play clean. Yeah. Even though at that time I wasn't even super. Like, I wasn't super amazed by, like, a, any particular song, but I was just, like, their sound was dope, though. So, they the crafting of the yeah, music. Yeah, the crafting. Like, yeah. they had, like, clean, like, real simple guitar melodies. Yeah. And then just, like, heavy bass lines and, like, a solid rhythm section. And so, uh... I think, that's, I think, yeah. I think what... Having seen you guys last night, too, I mean, listened to your record a lot, but... Oh, you were there? Is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry cool. I didn't say hi to you, but... Oh, that's all good. Uh, I was listening to you guys, and I was like, man... They, it's, it's a very crafted sound. You guys really pay attention to what music is. I mean, it's, it's incredible to listen to. And I think I was talking to my DJ buddy in, in Minneapolis, 
And what he talked about, why, why he liked you guys so much, is because you guys are very balanced in terms of like the, the lyrics don't dominate and the guitar doesn't dominate, or you know, everyone's really involved. And it's really hard to get that because usually like the drummer gets lost, yeah. The singer is like super dominant, right. you know. The rhythm guitar is kind of just hanging out, and there's just a lot of guitar solos, right? Yeah, right. Like a conventional band, but it's it's really nice to see like the balance that you guys have within each other. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of it is in the mixing over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how he mixes. Yeah, balance balance mixes. No, it's, <laughs> no, I, but I think there's he, a lot of pieces. He, he refer, you know? refer more to the the bigger thing, like arrangements. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's somehow we just know when we're um, when it's too much or too little. Yeah, all of us we equally know. It's we just know. We listen to a lot of music, a lot of good music, and we just know. Um, sometimes the guitar is gonna be loud, and we're like, yeah, let's keep it like that, intentionally loud, like some of those old soul things that just a guitar super loud, where if you give it in the hands of a different you know somebody who's mixing they, they won't understand like what's the intention right so some of the intention is super deliberate you know so you have to really have your hands have, have your hand involved in the mixing yeah well yeah reason. yeah well i do the mixing and these guys help me out so we okay. it's, it's all you know it's all it's crazy you know because it's it's a compromise you know we all have a, a way we listen to music in our own yeah. head you know sure. everybody's different you know so um but yeah but in the arrangement of the music we definitely know when there's a solo needs needs uh, like needs to unfold and unravel something or we need to like hold down the rhythm section to play as simple as possible so that the lyrics can pop yeah. and um, you know none of us went to school to, to understand this stuff we just kind of it's been practicing for so many years yeah. you know we've been musicians for like well, I've been musicians for like 17 17 18 years or something you know so <laughs> I just know these things already yeah and um, I mean one thing that I get to give like Eduardo and, and Gabriel Credit is like they. Uh, and who, who are Eduardo and Gabriel? This guy right here, oh, to my left, and uh, <laughs> I'm so Gabriel, I'm so the drummer who's not here. It's right. like you know they're they've been savvy in, in relation to like just having mics and equipment and and just uh, but more than that like listening to to like the technical aspect yeah. of, of the music like like I asked this guy so what do you think uh, you know how do you think they recorded this oh they probably put the mic like in the room and they put it in the corner you know what I'm saying. Uh, and, and shit like that and, and we all kind of like have an idea of, of how it works but but since they've been this guy's been recording for a long time yeah. and those type of things are really amazing you know what I'm saying and it's like and it's really important to to develop the sound and you know I want to continue recording so yeah. I'm taking I, I take notes well I, I love yeah. that you guys record records like that's a very yeah. distinct decision where was that coming from well I, I, it came off I kind of as an accident I guess because <laughs> Because we recorded our first album, we were as a band, uh, Trio Bardo, uh, Gabriel, and myself, for about six months. Then we recorded our first album. We're yeah. like, well, let's capture this now because people keep asking us at shows if we have an album or not. So we just recorded an album, a couple of days, mixed it like six so many months, and then uh, we just released it as a CD. And then we would make them at home and things like that. And then one guy up in uh, in the Bay. Uh, Joseph, <laughs> Joseph Franco he has a, a label he had a label called Unicornio Records and he was just like yeah I want to press you guys stuff you know you guys don't pay for anything and I'll give you guys 400 records you know and then we just wow. you know, we're like uh, okay that sounds like a deal I mean thank you damn so he did that and uh, it opened up a lot of doors for us more than CDs or MP3s would oh so what do you, what do you mean I mean there's an emerging like uh, a people that are really record culture yeah, you know right. it's it's selling more than CDs in many cases you know um, I mean MP3s now I mean like somebody was I sold uh, some records at Espacio this middle space over in Boyle Heights we sell a lot of records and, um, and books and things like that 
they're saying, man, your your records are selling a lot more than your CDs are. Huh. And they're like, I think it's your know, CDs are like for the older people that like put their CD when they go drive in the car, you know, <laughs> to work. Because a lot of people just get it straight from the computer to their phone yeah. and, or their MP3 player, and and there you go. There's the MP3. Right. You know. Right. Well, a lot, of comp- a lot of computers don't even have opt- optical drives anymore. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I think rec- vinyl now. I mean, a lot of people are buying up vinyl all over the world. Yeah, you sure. Know? And vinyl's not, it doesn't die. It just keeps moving. Yeah. You know, I mean, computers don't have like CD drives anymore. You're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. Like, Max, Max, Max in particular. Yeah, right. we don't have optimal drives. Yeah. So you know, an MP3 player will die as soon as you unplug something. But of you know, vinyl, it's gonna it's gonna last for a very long time. And record players give it a very distinct sound too. A very yeah. distinct presentation. Yeah, very warm, very fat. Yeah. No. And that's part of it too. Like if we go to an engineer, most engineers are like deal with rock music and you know hip hop or whatever. You know, just other mainstream musical forms. So since we're trying to like like approach music from a very like from our own angle, which is very different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then um, you know we just have to kind of do it do it our own. Like nobody else is gonna know what type of sound we're gonna get. Like most pe- most people won't get it. You know what I'm saying? Most engineers won't get it. So. Right. That's why I, I mean that's pretty much. I mean, in our talks, like, that's why we did it ourselves. You know, we're like, oh, shoot, we could put some money in here and try to find out. Ah, but let's just do it here. Fuck it. <laughs> Get all the mics together, you know, tear the house down and make it happen. Well, because I, I read one interview, too, that you guys don't record separate tracks. You just record no. all in use. And just, yeah. Because you have such a tight rhythm together as a, as a group of people, as a group of men, that you don't want to lose that either. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, we, we, we record, like, the, the meat of it. So, like, the bass, drums, like... Um, you know, guitar, some solos, guitars, yeah, yeah, just like most of it, but then we overdub things too, okay. like vocals, yeah, usually, and, and other instruments. But it, I, I think, I mean, generally, it's pretty, pretty minimal the overdubbing, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to record all live eventually, but it's just, yeah, I was thinking about that last night, yeah, because if people respond to you guys so like strongly, you want to also capture that too, yeah, you know, it just, you know, musicians back in the day were amazing, yeah. like they just did everything live, it's, it's fucking. It's incredible to like all my favorite folk artists from Latin America from the seventies. They don't they didn't record studio albums. I mean, they just everything was just live. Right. So. Yeah. It's crazy. What it's crazy how I mean for me if, as a singer, you know, I'm not I'm not <laughs> a singer really. I'm I just like to sing and you know yeah. I, I, I practice at it here and there. You know I practice at it at, at shows. But, right, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not a classically trained subject. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just do my thing and you know sing and so. uh ragtag singer but anyways um man these guys just are super precise yeah know? like on all them all that music that we that we like it's just it's just amazing what do you what do you got carlos pretty quiet back here what, uh, are, you, what are you thinking about i what, what was because we're going in so many uh directions just take, it, take, just take it where you want homie uh, that's why podcasts are fun you just do whatever you want for an hour and scoop around with it right uh, re- recording. Um, <laughs> what, what was the topic? I don't remember. We were talking about musical influences and in records. Oh, we were talking about maybe okay, Bon yeah. and yeah, It, yeah, it so seems like you had an impact on. I can't remember anybody's name. Bardo. Bardo so Bardo, sorry. Yeah, Bardo used to come around. Um, we had a mutual friend, and he would come around and check out our gigs. And um, I would just see him there. And uh, one day, I talked to him after one of the shows, and he told me he really liked the group. And uh, we, uh, you know, kept in touch from there. And I went off and started other groups, and he went off and started a group called, uh, or he was part of a group called Buyapongo, and um, he would always hit me up for gigs. He always kept my number and would always, you know, whenever he could offer like a, a slot on a bill, he would you know offer it to me, and I would always play it. And 
we kept in touch like that and then uh we talked about playing music together and we just lived really far apart i lived in the inland empire and he lived in la mirada it's like an hour and it just was too far and um we uh we just kept in contact through that and um he 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 released the chicano batman um i heard his demos like on myspace and I, I remember I liked them. When, really, when you when you heard it for the first time, how did you, what did you what did you feel, or what were you thinking? I liked them. I thought they were really raw. You know, they're really uh, really raw recordings. You could tell it was him, like with one mic on a on a four track, or maybe even like a, I don't know what, what <laughs> computer mic. Computer mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I, did, yeah. I liked them. They had they had a lot of good. That's uh, what a demos for right. They had really good yeah. uh, personality. I like, I like recordings like that. Yeah. yeah, I love I love raw recordings like that Just too. Scruffy, so. and, yeah, yeah. So I heard that and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. I, I appreciate this. But you know, that was nothing more than that. And then I heard the the first Chicano Batman, and I was like, wow, this is like this is some whole other level. Like, I was blown away because I hadn't really talked to him. And then that was I heard that, and then I was like, wow, this is amazing. And uh, you know, uh, not trying to like uh, toot my own horn as they say, but. <laughs> I heard some like re- like references in there, you know, like it's similarities to like stuff that I would, you know, music, like, like, like music, artists. like I would play music that I listen to and stuff like that. It sounded like stuff like I would do, like if I was a guitar player, you know. And yeah. I didn't know that he was inspired by Paradiso, you know, until later he told me. But you know, I, but there was that connection, you know. I guess basically, Bardo stole his riffs. <laughs> That's what it he sounds heard like, them yeah. played. He's like, that sounds like me on there. No, just stylist- <laughs> stylistically, we were on the same like same page, and so I, I was I was drawn to that. I was like, wow, this sounds exactly like you know like a band I would love to play in, you know. And I knew they were a three piece, and I I emailed him, and I was like, hey, you know, or I called him up, and I was like, if you ever need another guitar player, you know, please like call me up because I would love to be a part of this. It's amazing, you know. I love the music. And, you know, I just put it out there, and I didn't think anything would happen, and nothing happened for, like, a year or so. And then um, Eduardo was in, he was living on in uh, Brazil and then Panama, and uh, he, like, gave the blessings to Bardo to, like, you know, get a, a fill-in bass player while he's gone for some Freaky gigs. Man. Oh, a bass player, because I play guitar, because he oh, was okay. gone. He's the bass player. Because apparently you play you play. He plays both, too, yeah. Right. yeah. So he was gone, and... Um, he brought in my friend uh, Bardo brought in a friend from my old band Paradiso his name's Noah Royal he's this great bass player he could play anything he plays these jazz basses primarily I would say and um, he came in and started playing with them to fill in for some shows and then uh, I would always go to the shows and watch them and then Bardo you know told me hey you should you know I'm writing these new songs and they have to you know I would like to play more organ and maybe you can play guitar and uh so then he invited me to start playing with them, and I started playing with them, and then, like, it was real informal and nothing, like, official, and then, before I knew it, I was playing shows with them, and mm-hmm. then eventually recording with them, and then that's how I got to be in the band, and I don't know, it's like a full circle kind of thing, I guess you can say, and I was really happy, because they were my they were my favorite band, my favorite uh, local band, I just, I was always amazed when I would go see them play, I was, it was beautiful music, and I'm very happy to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. you guys have great energy on stage, too. Yeah, thanks. people respond to that. Yeah. Well, Carlos is is like. Want to bring in a little bit? You know, Carlos now is just like a. Appreciate it. You know, just makes amazing music. You know, uh, with us, you know, he's composed various tracks. You know, along with like composing along with us yeah. in 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 the songs that we already have. So um. So yeah, we're we're just all one band, you know. I think there was a there's a funny moment on stage where you guys were switching instruments and I think the crowd expected you to like jump onto them. 
Yeah. I think there was, like, there was this funny anticipation. You know? <laughs> really? I, I just felt like people were a little like... Uh, it was weird. I, I felt that too. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Right, right. I wasn't sure what it was, but like an like ambiguity. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. They're just changing instruments. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a small stage too. You're like in the crowd, basically. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Florentine uh, beer brawling. Crowd. You know, last night, was, <laughs> last yeah. night was really funny. Yeah, you talked about that yeah, that crazy. Uh, that beer uh, brawling element in there, and then like the chanting yesterday. The <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah, how the whole crowd was doing correct. that. That was that was Wait, funny. Oh, they, did, they did that during two songs. They were yeah. what song? I don't remember, I don't but remember. they were like they did chant. Oh, trachingo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was like, where's that coming from? I was like, in one of the songs, they were they were going like, hey, hey, really like oi, the whole crowd, like yeah, yeah, oi, like Metallica style. And then there was like a couple that started fighting too. Did you really? Did you guys see that up there? No, I heard. Yeah, this couple was just like the woman was just like beating his ass. Yeah, there was a fight that broke out while we were when? playing. Like right while we were playing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the girl was kicking this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. What, what, what was it? I mean, I don't know. And he just. I was watching the performance. Let her, I don't know. Yeah, just let her. I don't know. I don't know. They just started. I don't know. It was weird. Usually a lot of young kids, too. That's fucking People getting drunk, whatever. That was a rowdy night. It was a real uh, juxtaposition. It was real different from the following, the previous week, wasn't it? It was. It was more like a laid back. Like uh, it was more. It was more laid back. Yeah, um, people really liked it, and you know, um, we played well, and people reacted really well. I felt this, this last show night was a lot something better. different. <laughs> last night was really different. That's a trip. I didn't notice that shit. Well, every night, every night has different bands. We're oh, doing yeah. a residency out in Fullerton for the whole month, so yeah. Tell me about the residency. We have five shows. Well, Carlos kind of set it all up. So why don't you, why don't you lay it down, Carlos? Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, we're we're outside in uh, Edgar's apartment. Edgar, right? Eduardo. 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 I'm so bad with names, dude. No, that's right. I'm so sorry. I don't even know your name, so that's what okay. I just call everybody homie. Usually, your name is so hard. What is your name? Filiberto. Fili- oh, Filiberto. What's, what's hard about that? Filiberto. Yeah, like <laughs> filibuster. Something like that. Filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so like, yeah. white people are always like, oh, how do you say that in English? Like, you say it, Filiberto. That's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Like, well, what can they call? I'm like, no, nothing. That's dope. Then I started. I started. To, I decided to tell people in Minneapolis that they can call me hazelnut because the it, it's derived from filbert, which is a hazelnut. Mm. So now when I, when they were like, "Oh, what can I call you?" I'm like hazelnut. Call me hazelnut. <laughs> That's a good name. I get tired of them destroying my name. Man. Yeah, I feel you. That's the way I take our culture. That's the way. I mean, like we were saying before, yeah, you yeah. know, just fuck up my name, make me sound stupid. Like, wow, crazy. Yeah, I feel you. Crazy. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So the March residency. We have a March residency right now at the Continental Room in Fullerton. It's this really old uh, bar it's a, it's venue. It's a cool place. It's, just it's no really cool. But it's in a weird place. It so. is. Yeah. Like if that bar was situated like, like, you know, in Boyle Heights or somewhere else, man, I'd be loving it. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, bam. But yeah, it's like a. It's, I'm only going out there for you guys, man. I'm not gonna go out there. <laughs> you know, like. It's, it's, it's you know it's kind of broy. It's yeah. a little broy. Yesterday I felt it more broy than it's usual. Fullerton, man. It's Fullerton. I felt like it was just like, yeah. like just cats, like just kicking it there, like not be, not for Chicano Batman, but that's crazy that you say that because that is that's that is exactly what happened. There was a lot of people there that had never even seen us, but they got won over by us. Right. Yeah. They, they were buying records like and the, shirts that they never even there was, heard. There was of us a before. lot of big white dudes looking really confused. <laughs> that's, that's what I was noticing. <laughs> and there was a good amount of Rasa, and that's like awesome, right? But like. And I think, well, Cal State Fullerton's like right nearby. Yeah. Cal State yeah. Fullerton, I think, is a pretty strong party right. school. So. But yeah. it's dope that there was that there is just like more brown presence there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because usually there's none, man. I've, we've been in nasty situations there. One time we played there and uh, 
uh, our manager went to buy us some tacos. <laughs> so and then so he went next door and you know they had like a patio on the back and this dude was just you know cooking tacos. He had like a like you know like the parrilla you know right grilling there. it up. Yeah. And so uh, he was gonna get it while we were setting up and so he bought the tacos and we were outside and we went towards the the back. And he was just, oh, here, take take the tacos. And we we're like, in the, you know, we just he just passed it over the rail. And they were just like, no, they can't eat them. They can't eat the tacos. You know, they uh, he, they didn't pay for them. Because it was like three for like, uh, like five for three bucks or something. Yeah, whatever. If you got in the bar. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a happy hour thing. In the bar, yeah. Yeah. So they were passing. He was, he paid for them. He paid he for them himself. Us, but we were not inside of the bar. So therefore, we could not eat them. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. fucking... It was like a, a law. The nasty yeah, part you know. was that he got him. The security guard went over, he got him from his hand, and then threw him in the trash right in front of us. He got him from my hand. So that was like, yeah. what the fuck? He got him from my hand. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking, that was so yeah. pissed. I was like, what the fuck? It felt like like when a cop like harasses you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's hostile. It's aggressive. It's but fucking nasty. The weird it's part, violence, the, man. It's violence. violence. It was like violence, white man. security guards taking away tacos from us and telling us we can't eat them. Yeah. I was like, that's deep. Right there. <laughs> really deep right there. There's some cosmicness to that. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I think like, some I, metaphysics to think about. So uh. I think despite that precedent, you know, our experience of Fullerton or what Fullerton is, I think I think it's a good thing that we're there, you know. Because, I think it's good. Yeah, sure. because there's Latinos out there and well there's all people, music lovers that they're so happy that you know a band like us is coming there and the 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 acts we're bringing. I've seen a lot of excitement like on social media, like, oh I can't believe like finally a band like this is coming right. to Because it also there needs that sort of reinforcement, you know. And I mean that's always kind of like, uh, kind of almost like a reason for us to to play music too. I mean that was always kind of like something that was in my mind too. You know, maybe since I was a kid, that like I never saw acts that played like no. dope ass music. No. You know what I'm saying? It not was in like, that area, no. Not, or or yeah. just I don't know how could I put it like groups that weren't necessarily. Well, these you identify. There's with. all kinds of good bands, but it, yeah, exactly. It's just not, especially in that area. I didn't grow up seeing any of like like groups like that. So. Um, so anyways, like I said, it's just like, I think people, it resounds with people in the yeah. same way, you know? I and think so, yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, oh, the organ or- yeah. always makes me think about church. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm like, good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, do you remember me of the church guy? You know, he's always like, he's always like. Man, I, I kind of had that. Si, si. Yeah. <laughs> I almost expect you to say that. I'm just like, I freak out for a second. I think there was something special about our, the way we were playing yesterday. That we we started to feel that comfort almost as if we were in church, like we were, <laughs> like we were playing our instruments and just kind of you know laid back about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and just kind of like singing, but just like not so concerned about our performance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but more yeah. just just like just feeling it. It felt live. It felt like, trust good. trust each other's uh, instincts. Yeah, I mean, you guys got some serious flow together as a group. That's very yeah. clear. I mean, I've seen bands where like it's very clear that like three of the dudes hate the one guy. <laughs> you know, and like he's doing something, and everybody's like, mm. you know, yeah, they're yeah. still performing, and whatever sounds okay. But like, you guys really do I clearly like each other, yeah, yeah. Yes. and enjoy being around each other. That's nice to see, too. I mean, that's you know, yeah, we have a deep respect for one another, you know, musicians. We try to kick it as much as we can outside the, but it's impossible because who lives in Rialto? I live you here. Live, you guys live everywhere, Rialto, yeah. San Dimas, Rialto. Out there? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, good I'm question. Substitute teacher. Out there. LA already, I'm yeah. moving. Yeah. I'm actually Jesus. moving to LA in two weeks. Come back to Aslan, I'm moving in right. to LA in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. All right, there we go. I'll he be back. Says, yeah, we'll see. Says, yeah. No, for sure. See, I'm, I'm believing. There. I've been saying that for three years, and now I'm in Minneapolis. Exactly. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm trying to move though. Hopefully soon. I'm trying to move to Oakland. All right. Because I mean, especially for my website too. If I do more stuff like this, I can't. 
Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Like, He's gonna crazy. wait around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I bet you Colin Batman's gonna come in like three years. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Hey, hopefully, you know, we would love. To but I mean, there's a lot. I mean, one of the things that surprised me about Minneapolis too is a shitload of Rasa, and like they could also use that same sort of reinforcement and like sort of like what? There's like dudes that play things that we recognize. Right. Yeah. You know. You know, we get that a lot because I, I think I feel like I don't know, since I've been in the band, you know, um, you guys pr- pretty much would just play like like L.A. kind of stuff, right? For right. me, and then it's just the pr- progress of the band getting a little bigger and stuff. But I do some booking, you know, with the manager, our manager, George. I help him out a lot. And we'll get these offers, like the desert. You know, like when that first came on the table, you know, it was kind of like, oh, should we go out there? Like, is there, do people care? And we went out there and there's so many people that came and were just like last weekend, we visited, we went back again uh, six months later. And there's all these people telling us, man, we need this out here. You know, we're so happy you came here. Like nothing like this exists over here. And, you know, it's amazing that you guys are doing this. And. We'll play with a raw punk band to, you know, to be able to, you know, perform for these, you know, people that are excited to hear us. You know, it doesn't matter. We love all music, and I don't know. I, I think that's an appeal to us too. Is just, you know, we'll play with anybody, right? <laughs> we have played with anybody. We, with, we don't, we don't believe in like genres like, oh, you know, there's only, only a, a yeah. funk element, so we have to play with an Afrobeat group or something, you know, like, which we will do. You know, that's amazing. We'll play with a. Yeah. How, many, opener, a how many, Af- how many Afrobeat punk bands or Afrobeat <laughs> funk bands do you know? A no. few, <laughs> I mean, yeah. but yeah, I think we we come sure. from that like uh, element. Just, just like we grime it out, man. We go to clubs, we go to bars. You know, we that's our that's our scene, and I mean, it's the nature of the business. Too, it right? is, like, you know, and uh, right. it's just like you know, we do cultural events, we do we do backyard, we do uh, you know, uh, swatters warehouses, you know. Podcast, podcast where your podcast, chairs are like falling into falling, the dirt, yeah, yeah. sinking. <laughs> but it's, it's I think sand. it's a, you know yeah. loyalty. You find it anywhere. You know you can yeah. find it anywhere, and, and sometimes it's it's like you do a show and you think it wasn't worth it, and, and damn, you have somebody that comes up like, damn, that was the most amazing thing, yeah. and then you'd be like, hell yeah, that's it. You know, and you can you you find that anywhere you go. And um, that I guess that's that's the school we're coming from. We just we just go to different places, small places, big places, and we just we just we're collecting them one at a time. You know, there's no easy way to go about what we're doing. You know, people are like, you know, people say like, oh man, like yesterday, people are like, oh, I can't believe you guys are not signed yet, or I can't believe you know, I just want to see you guys on the Grammys. I wanted to see you guys do this, that, you know, big things. You know, they see, you know, for us, we're like, Psh, I mean, shit. What, what does all that mean anyways you know it's like we're having fun playing you know we, we do what we love right now the music that we want to hear and uh, and slow and steady slow and steady you know and, and it's true what's well, the commitment right? it's, it's the commitment. commitment our music is honest and we love doing it it's very passionate and it's 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 true like the music hold, it, it holds its own weight as music yeah. you know and um, and I think we're just proud to be part of that kind of legacy so you know good things will come yeah. you know if, you, if we keep at it. So I just wanted to, to piggyback off what Carlos was saying. Sure, brother. He was talking about um, Desert Hot Springs. And I, I definitely realized how like special that was when in, we were there. In Palm Springs? Yeah. And, and part of it was... Uh, it's right next to Palm Springs. It's, Desert Hot Springs. All, it's called Desert Hot Springs. And there's different oh. little towns, you know. There's, right. I was talking to the homie David, who lives out there. And uh, and I know him. So just way out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, thought, I don't know why, but I thought it was Palm Springs. <laughs> Desert Springs. It's, it's it's north. Developed. North. Uh, north. Okay. Right. It, it seems like it's like five miles. There's like one bar. North. <laughs> like one place to play. Because you have in... Palm Springs, yeah, off the ten, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then so like Desert Hot Springs is like a, a road off the freeway that takes you like a, like two miles north or something like that. It's not very far. And then and then um, inland maybe like another like going east. So you get off and then it's east like another mile. You see a city. Yeah. See a city. So it's like a like a like a pueblo there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a you slow see town. So man. like all the towns are like there's lights here and there's lights over there and a lot of them are farmers communities. Right, and sure. and I know this because like I was talking with the homie David. Well, it's, like he, he was, it's like a cello. Okay, he's from too. Indio. Yeah. yeah. And then so Indian there's Michelle, there's yeah. Indio. Then there's uh, there's Mecca. Like I met these mm-hmm. and and man, these kids were crazy, man. I mean, they were really interesting. They were really like well dressed, like like Latino kids, you know. <laughs> and they were really proper. They were super proper. Where, where's that? Where's like that it was tripping from? me out. What? Yeah, for real. It's like alternate reality. Yeah, it was it's an crazy. alternate reality. It was so <laughs> surreal. It was so surreal, yo. And and it's just like, yeah, like I said, they're just farming communities. And uh, what? we played at the Hue Festival uh, yeah. last year at, in at Coachella. And then so well, there's people coming back from that. You know, seeing us from from that kid, there was a teacher who, I think, booked us there, right? Yeah. Did he book us there? And so, uh, man, it was just pretty amazing, just that whole this the whole population, and it's like they're just, they're farm workers. You know what I'm saying? They're just yeah. Rasa who, and then like and they've been there for a long time. It's too. crazy, like yeah. uh, like that town. I was thinking about it, like Desert Hot Springs, like these, like there's this Dillon Roadhouse, and it's just like you know these white folks kind of run it, and it just seems to me like it's just white folks, and then and then brown folks, and you know I've been watching like you know these dvds on the chicano struggle and stuff like that because i've been like showing it to students and <laughs> yeah. you know in the schools where i like sub the, for like the brownouts and all that yeah like the yeah. walkouts the and walkouts. all that stuff and um so i kind of have this fresh in my mind and then so i see these you know these places dominated by white folks kind of they're kind of dominated right mm-hmm. they have they own the business you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like that interaction where you know but there's all these mixing going on mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like they're all having fun and like moshing together and shit and uh anyways it's just it's just a it's just a trip like there was just a, a lot of the cats that some some girls that I talked to like just spoke to me in straight Spanish like they speak perfect Spanish mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and but they keep to themselves because there's not the, I don't know it's so many different things it's that place is such a trip but it was definitely like I realized that it was special that we played there yeah because like you know there, there was a, a like a punk band that played before us before us and then you know this other you know yeah I think that was a anyways they basically there's just not people who play music like us no. you know what I'm saying they're no. just completely completely different but they like it and then they well, were I mean, vibing who, with us who would be the equivalent I mean there's no really there's no really out there doing your project yeah you know, it's yeah just, that's just the reality I mean there might be Chicanos playing but they're playing like ska or like yeah, speed right. metal or punk or something I mean, it's not they're not really drawing from from the canon of like the music that comes from our our country it's cool for know? us because we're not like it makes it less competitive <laughs> um, so, I guess so. so we don't have to really tap into that like uh, that mentality yeah right you know? sure. I mean when we play with bigger bands you know we're opening act you know our goal is to rob fans that's it yeah. we're here to rob fans we just said it's Steve let's go rob fans man you know yeah. let's, let's, let's just do it how we do it and, and you know and so it happens and that's cool We've gone on tour with some bands and because a musical thief, right? We make, <laughs> <laughs> we make more money selling the merchandise than the main band, you know. Uh, yeah. But we play our asses off every time we play. Man. Yeah, yeah. We don't go, we don't half-ass anything anytime, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, some guy yesterday was like, "Hey, man, I'll pay you guys. I'll pay you guys out of my pocket to play. You know, I'll pay between five and a thousand bucks. But, but you have to play like like you play tonight." I was like, "Fool." What do you think that just is, well, is a switch? Should we just did it today. Just, just no, it's like we do this all the time. Yeah, you know? right. And every time is different. Oh, we gotta charge yeah. that fool like three thousand dollars. Yeah, man. <laughs> does he want? Like, does he want it for his kitchen? He's like a lawyer. Like, like he's, he's like a 
What does he want it for? Just his house? He wants his Hollywood Hills party. There's a Hollywood a house and a mansion in Hollywood Where's Hills. He was fool? telling our merch, our merch. Our merch. Like girl. Armenian, no? I don't know. He tried talking to me in Spanish. I was like, all right, stop already. <laughs> they were like freaking rich Armenian dudes. Like one of them, I think, was Armenian. I, I mean, I'm I'm st- totally stereotyping here, but yeah. like. You know they they were there in OC and shit and like uh, they were trying to they're having a party Thursday Friday and Saturday and they know, want you there every they, night no they want us one night so it has to be Friday night Friday yeah and so if we Just make it the, happen they their, better fucking pay us good for their private party for their private they're renting a house to throw this party the guy told me we're renting the, a house oh there there's so. been like like on Airbnb there's been a lot of problems because people like rent houses and throw these big parties and then the neighbors get really pissed or whatever oh, right? yeah. maybe it's like that kind of hustle maybe yeah. It's, it's a big gonna house be party, but they can control it more if it's a house. It's going to be crazy. Porn stars and shit. <laughs> you better put a glass case in front of you just so you avoid. Right. <laughs> like a net. I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be good. As long as they pay us $3,000. That's cool. <laughs> hey, money is money, homie. Money is money. <laughs> really? Like, fuck. So that's, a, that's what it takes. Gonna, so they got to call? So everyone... They got to call you? Yeah. Everyone listening. $3,000 brings you Chicano Batman. <laughs> no. Everyone out there. I mean, if it's out of state, you're a pay for the lawyer. flight. If you're a lawyer. That's the lawyer fee. Or a college. That's the lawyer fee. Or a college. <laughs> we take into consideration your social economic status. <laughs> it's a sliding yeah. scale. It's a sliding scale for the public. Sliding scale, true. Yeah. Well, Say wanted me to ask two questions. He wanted you guys to talk about the Japan trip. What was that like? Well, wow. Japan? Like, what's the connection? This is This is... I was, about to segue. Out about you. I was just about to segue into that from what he was saying. Yeah, how, this is the podcast. How how our, I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just going to say you're not doing anything. No, how our, <laughs> our music, uh, how our music, you know, like people, no matter like what their background or who, you know, what kind of music they like, you know, they are something in our, our sound can appeal to them. You know, they can relate to it. And We're drawing it from so many different places, too. Yeah. I think. And, um, you know, people, I mean, just the... Uh, the effort and the you know the passion people really connect with that I'm good. I, I, I feel I'm good. Sorry. I'm good I'm good and so in in Japan that was really apparent to to us I think you know so that, I, think, um, I think there's generally a fascination in Japan around Chicano culture there's a lot of people buying lowriders like there's a certain interest in our in our community yeah we went to Japan because um, Shin Miyata he he runs a label called uh, Barrio Gold Records in Japan. And in Japan. That's what it's called. And he, yeah. Barrio, Barrio Gold Barrio Records. Gold Records. And he, okay. he became fascinated with lowrider culture and Chicano culture in uh, the late 70s. He saw like a movie on TV in Japan. It had lowriders. <laughs> that's, that's where and, it started. And he was just like fascinated. He was like, I want to go to East LA. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. So he went wow. to East LA and he, I think he went to school out here for a little bit. He lived with a, a Latino family or something like that, right? Like a host family situation. A host family, yeah. yeah. And um, he, uh, he just Im- immersed himself in the culture out here and bought records and. Knock on the door. <laughs> he got he got lost. He, he got locked up. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, bought records and um, he just brought that. You know, he wanted to, uh, you know, share that music with people. You know, in Japan and he did. It's like what, how long? How long were you out there for? Give me the, like what? Ten days. Ten, ten days. Maybe wow. eight shows in ten days. Something wow. like that. That's yeah. a lot of activity. A lot. Yeah. We played weddings. We played. Uh, <laughs> really? We played a Japanese wedding where the opening band was a drag queen rock band. What? They were, they were amazing. It was fucking that bad. It was incredible. They a, were amazing. a Japanese drag queen rock band? Yeah. Another US no, 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 Japanese, no. Japanese. Man. It was insane, bro. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Or the, how the hell are we going to follow what's that? The, what's the name of the band? I have no idea. I can't man. remember. I cannot remember. But some of the people were super famous people on there. Um, what he was saying, man, you know, 
music as a universal language? Sure. Well, that was, I think, the first time we ever put that shit to the test. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, they come up and they're like, I, I feel it in my heart. It's, it's good, you know, very nice, you know, and we're like, oh shit, this is what we get out in LA, you know? Yeah, right. Um, you know, uh, wow. there's there are a lot of people that dress like like old gangsters, 80s gangsters. You know, like uh, I guess the Lowrider magazine kind of has really a, a big influences. Yeah. And I've so, read about uh, that. Yeah. there's we posted a picture on our site, and then uh, and then uh, a homeboy of ours, he was like, uh, everybody wants to be a Chicano, but nobody wants to be a Chicano. You know, like <laughs> from the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so then, uh, yeah. um, but because a lot of these people had like this little the little hats, you know, and they had like. Uh, Teardrop, you, you know the little lowrider hats. You know what are those called? Not fedoras, maybe no. like a, some type of fedora. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, and they had yeah. like little mustaches, man. They had little teardrops and shit. What? They had like maybe that loca ring on their knuckles. So they just like watch American Me too often. Yeah, a lot of times, man. And uh, you know, so, so, letting I mean, blood out. It's a little problematic. I mean, it's a bit weird, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit. Uh, it's like a warped uh, reality out there. It's like. Um, it's like people out here in the streets. When I saw that, I got I got nervous. I was like, oh, if, you, if people see you with this kind of shit, you can't walk around with this kind of, do not, just pretend. Do you not know, come to California. You know, don't come to California, <laughs> you know? Um, that's what I was thinking. Don't come to California. Like, I mean, like, don't walk, don't rep like that, you know, yeah. out in the street because that means a lot. It means real things out here. Yeah. That's a language. That's a whole, you know, a culture. It's certainly a discourse, yeah. It's like, a, it's like you know, a, a, a veteran of fucking Vietnam who's not, not going to walk around like a, I mean, if they have their stripes and shit like that, you know, if you have one and you're walking around like that, you didn't earn them. Yeah, it's right. a bit weird. Right, right, right. You know, that's what kind of like I saw was going on. But Japan was bad, man. We got to um, travel through all over the country. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful landscape. Um, rest stops are like uh, they're all different, and it's like the rest stops are part of the uh, are part of the destination mm. because you go and you eat local food. So at the rest like, stops. Yeah, so they'll have like a soup that's cooked with fish in this one. And the one up north, maybe six hours over, that they do beef with this type of noodle. And um, wow. and they have like all these machines where you put in your money to the machine, you take your ticket, you give it to them, they serve you, as opposed to like cashier kind of thing. Right. So the system's different. There's green tea all the time. The water's good. Um, you know, just the people were so um, uh, respectful, man so respectful and uh, and just appreciative yeah. you know and uh, Tokyo for instance was just so organized and yeah. so like I felt like yeah. we were living in the future man like 40 years in the future came back to LA and I was like man what's up with this third world country you know and I was like damn this city is kind of like Damn, it's kind of run down look at all this <laughs> potholes look we just all got this. a metro system like 10 years ago or whatever yeah I know you know, like, you know yeah, so Wi-Fi everywhere over there yes yeah, so, you know you can't you can't smoke in public uh, in a lot of places in Japan, I think they because, do smoke quite a bit, right? Japanese but indoors smoke. you can smoke a lot, which is kind of weird. Oh, that's funny. You know, I think if somebody told me that you can't smoke outside because the cigarette burns the little kids when they're holding them, you know, because it can't be for for health because they don't allow that. But inside bars and shit, people Everyone are smoking. Just... It's like you're 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 smoking a bunch of cigarettes, you know. Huh. Um, but they have smoke smoke zones, you know. They free like free smoking. You have like a glass like enclosure on the side of the street. You go inside, you smoke your cigarette, and you keep on going. It's weird. Huh. <laughs> you have beers like a like a beers out of like these. You can be, drink in public too. You could just walk around. Open the containers, you can do it. Yeah, and then you have like these like soda machines, but they have beers. You put in your money, get your beer. Just walk around. Just walk around. Home, home, home. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
So you were, it sounds like you were all over Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, for those that are not geographically inclined, it's like the size of... <laughs> Including ourselves. Like us, I didn't know. It's till I saw a map. It's about the size of California. So we right. basically traveled... Tokyo would be like Oakland. And we from, to- from Tokyo to Fukushima, that's like from Oakland to San Diego, pretty much. So we went up and Quite down bit, the whole yeah. country. Yeah, and, uh, for the most part... Um, Kyoto or uh, Kyoto, too. and because of the density, like they're they are very distinct cities, though, right? Like they have their own very distinct yeah. culture. Yeah. yeah, super distinct. I think I said Fukushima. I meant Hiroshima. Sorry, Fukushima is where the meltdowns happening. That's north right. of Tokyo. Right. <laughs> we, we, we didn't go there. We didn't go there. Uh, from Tokyo to Hiroshima. But you, prefecture. You, you did perform there. You're just wearing <laughs> yeah, we're radiation, radiation suits. <laughs> outfits and stuff. It's so, funny because we were having some sushi at one point, <laughs> and we're like, uh, oh, really? Hey, uh, Shin. So. Um, we're gonna be all right eating this uh, sushi, you know. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our fish come from uh, from Africa. See, Africa." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't eat uh, Japanese. No, no. We were just like, reminiscing about Japan. And yeah. the, the drag queen Japan that was ahead of you or something. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's they so were bad. Man. Wild. They were oh, wild. Good. They, they knew like, how to throw a party, man. <laughs> they, they played a song and they, they were just oh, jumping, screaming, they singing. Just had a lot of fun. They had yeah. great energy. That's awesome. The yeah. guitars, yeah, everybody was really solid. I remember the guitars were really good, they were really, really good. precise, like '80s, like Van Halen guys, like yeah. two of them. Whoa, like, yeah. that. like straight, just... straight made for Hollywood. Just like <laughs> sunset Strip rock band, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, drag, Japanese. Expect them in the Viper Room soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were just so like they just nailing beats, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just they didn't miss a note, they didn't miss any tempo. Like, yeah. And then Jose also was wanted me to ask. Um, uh, how do you how do you think? Uh, this question feels a little conventional, but I'll say it's my buddies. So I'm gonna ask it. Uh, how do you think uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, La Santa Cecilia winning the Grammy is gonna impact how people see music in Los Angeles? So the Los Angeles music scene. I didn't even know that happened until like two days ago. <laughs> really? Yeah. They played no his idea. backyard. This is, this is a funny story. Wait, wait, hold on. So what? Yeah, who, I got I to gotta tell you this story. Who did, who did what? So when I was talking earlier how Bartolo would put on like shows. When Carlos gets excited, he gets excited. No, yeah. No, no, no. Not, <laughs> he's, like, he's like quiet for their a, first half hour. I had to back off like, screaming in my ear. Hold on a second. No, no, no. It's, it's and good. his eyes get all wide. I think he blew up my it's microphone. It's a good story that I don't think a lot of people know about. And so, like I was saying, Bartolo used to throw uh, you know events and he would get my band to play every now and then. And one of the bands I had at the time was called Alto Golpe and it was like an instrumental. Alto Golpe. Yeah, That's a great name. It was an instrumental like psychedelic group and um he hit me up he's like oh i'm throwing a, a party at my in my backyard and i'm bartolo being the capital of the CS, he's like i'm gonna charge you know five bucks <laughs> to get into the party to my backyard right. and so he, it was his group buya pongo and then my group and uh la santa cecilia and uh they played it was like one of their first gigs and we all so played way back. we played it was like five seven what was it 2006 2007 2007 right it was like 2000 Eight. Oh yeah, 2008. We played in their backyard, and I remember seeing them and being like, "Man, they're they were good. I, I thought they're they were great, so yeah. good." And I just, you know, they had talent, and they were so uh, well similar to you guys too. They have that sort of classic nostalgic sound, but they have their own interpretation. Right. My my last not the Celia story is there was like a three month period where I ended up seeing every one of their shows, like in LA and Santa Barbara, because they have a connection in Santa Barbara, and they started knowing me by name. They were like, "Hey, Felipe," and it was my birthday, and I got them to play a song I wanted. I was like, oh, 
and they probably won't recognize me now because it's been years. But <laughs> that's like yeah, that's my that's my claim to fame on that one. Yeah, that show we didn't even play. We didn't finish playing. Like we <laughs> the cops got there. Before we finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but these guys got to play. You guys, you we guys got played to play. Yeah, you guys were tight. That we was the tightest play, game. Did La Santa see you play after us before? Yeah, they played after you guys, yeah. I think. And it was dope because uh, I, I still have kids in the neighborhood that'd be like commenting on that, like that band was bad, like. You know, one of my homies, he's a really good, he's an amazing singer. He turned into like an opera, he sings opera and shit. Wow. A kid from La Mirada. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he was just like all nuts on. Oh, so your house in La Mirada, they were performing at? Yeah, in my backyard. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so there's a few kids in the neighborhood who like be, you know, just like really enjoyed that event. Huh. And their sound, like they loved Alto Golpe and La Santa Cecilia as well. Cool. So back to the question, what do you, what do you think about Does that have an impact on the LA scene, you think? I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, you know, we we kind of like uh, we played a lot with with Santa Cecilia back in the day too, and um, you know we haven't played with them uh, in a long time. We the first time we played with them after years was in in uh, San Antonio, which is out of you know no, it was, it was uh, Austin. It was Austin. Austin, right, right, right. And then we had a gig in San Antonio. Oh, Austin, right, Austin. And we're like, damn, we got we got. We gotta play and like we gotta go out of our state now to play with you guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was and I was like, that's huh. that's that's interesting, right? Yeah. And then uh, you know, I told uh, Cafetera we had a gig with them in, in San Diego. You I know, think I know those we, guys. We both had a like a sold out show, and we we're like, fuck, we gotta go to San Diego. We're all homies too. We're, right. We all know each other, you know. It's a small crew, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so then we're like, fuck, we gotta go to San Diego to play a show together, you know. <laughs> the nature of the business is sometimes you know you you can't match up with your you know your homie bands two big bands you know it's, it's logistically it's not that not that easy sometimes um, like I don't know to what extent is La Santa so La Santa Cecilia they're traveling a lot right now yeah they you know, are. they're like right. they're like they're hopping around yeah so to to what extent is like uh, are people gonna be paying, like, I don't know what it was like maybe like are people gonna be paying more attention to the LA music scene is it gonna does it change how people perceive the LA music scene yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question, man. Because no, damn, I'll say, hey, I'll say, your question sucks. No, it's it's just tough. Um, I think it's good. I, I don't, it's, I, yeah, I, I that's think definitely it's great. good. I'm yeah. so happy for them, and I think it's good for the LA music scene. I think it puts uh, lets people know, you know, like you know, there's, there's something. La- there's Latino on. bands making music in you know in that's LA. That's, that's not super commercial. It's not super commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mana. It's not rock we're, in español. It's we're not all Manuel. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's what it does. That's what I think it does. Um, yeah, you know, because when you think of LA music scene, you think of like Silver Lake, Echo Park, and you, I don't know. For me, I don't know. That's you think of you know rock bands, indie rock, you know. And but there's like this whole other side that's happening. I guess you would say like on the east side, yeah. and um, you know it's been burgeoning for you know four or five years now, you know. And I I was wondering when, it, how long it was going to take before someone would recognize it like on a national level, you know. Because we, I mean, we've obviously, our community has been in Los Angeles for a long time, but you don't see a whole lot of, like, really, you know, crafted original music from the right. area. It's interesting that it's now just emerging, right? I, uh, that's a good answer, actually, Carlos. Uh, I, I guess we've just been, oh, we been kind of like, we've been working it from the inside, yeah, you know? Right, sure. So we've been just kind of like gigging and gigging, and we don't really know what the LA music scene is. You know, yeah, I feel the same way. So like, I was like, right, I don't know what this question means. You know, exactly. So I was like, well, from the gigging perspective, like we haven't gigged with them in a long time. How, yeah, they don't even play LA anymore. You know, <laughs> so then from what Carlos was saying, like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, extremely important. You know, they're they're an LA band and they've been hustling and and they're fucking good. They're a good ass band. You know, um, and 
Marisol's got a dope ass voice and, and yeah. yeah they are from LA and she's totally from LA you know yeah. and uh, and we're from LA and so it's La Chamba Las Cafeteras Harukuroi and a bunch of other bands that have been have been working the, the scene for a long time here in LA and and when if people think that LA is the, the in this the, the scene here is like is Echo Park and shit like that you know Highland Park and all these different um or even like bands. Sublime in the 90s, I guess. Yes, yeah, some of these bands are coming out of LA like that, then, then the, they're it's it's completely wrong. Just like LA is not all flat and gangbangers, LA has hills. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not right. until you come here. Talked about that before. Yeah. Right, exactly. So right, it's right. a segue into that. Like, no, it's not until you come here and you and you, you kind of like put your ear to the ground. There's a, there's a strong rhythm going on of a lot of local bands that are that are packing packing the house, man. You know, they're selling they're selling out some of these venues. You know, and it's it's amazing to, to see everyone supporting each other. Yeah, you know, for sure. Without the help of, of major major corporations and companies to yeah. distribute our music, you know. I look at it from different angles. I look at it in the angle that uh, okay, you asked me how do people perceive La Santa Cecilia now, right? And I think uh, part of it is like yeah, they're they're not necessarily gonna sell out a show in Silver Lake. You know what I'm saying? Well, they will actually. Because there'll be all the rasa that will congregate there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, you know we'll go I mean? seek them they'll out. They'll go seek them and they'll fill that place. You know, which is dope in its own right yeah. so who cares if like all these like kids who follow LA record don't go you know what I'm saying so that that's what I, I but at the same time I know that some maybe some of those kids won't go because they don't they see them as just like this Latin band you know what I'm saying yeah and so I see um, so that's how I perceive La Santa Cecilia yeah but I feel that like groups like uh, we what? just saw this group called the Soft White 60s Soft White yeah. 60s yeah, yeah we saw them at a uh, <clears throat> In Phoenix, we played at the Film Bar. Yeah, this weekend, and uh, they were amazing. They, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What the hell? These fools are bad. They're just really good, like just solid musicians, you know." And I, it's hard for me to describe. Uh, what, what do you think, Eduardo? Uh, '60s rock and roll band with with totally uh, synchronized uh, uh, rhythm and, and, and melodies and. And made space for the vocals, who sang really naturally in his own in his register, and nothing sound very forced. Huh. Sound sang naturally in his register, you know, huh. and uh, so within his capacity, within his voice. Exactly, so it sounded more uh, at ease. Yeah, right. You know, and it just it's loose. And it's loose, right? Easily, right? Nothing was forced, and uh, the band was just um, they just were very uh, uh, crafty, also. So we just like when people pay attention to their own, when people pay attention to what they're doing, right. <laughs> you know. And and you can tell they love what they're not doing. Not just like playing power chords. And power chords on top. Around. Everybody on a four four. Everybody on the one. You yeah. know, and things like that. People are sharing the space and kind of like, you know, they they do that. And when yeah. you see a band that plays like that too, you you appreciate it too. You're like, damn, these guys are. They love what they're doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. I mean, they had similar elements to us, like uh, very melodious guitar riffs mm -hmm. that kind of like mimic the, the 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 vocals. Yeah, I enjoy know? that. I enjoy that. A lot. And and also, uh, you know, the guy. Okay, there was a guitarist. And um, just really dope, like just clean, just super clean. You know, he used gain, but like, like I said, no power chords really. No, he just played like vocal riffs, kind of. You know, just melodies. And then he would also play the organ, and and also he would use he would play a, a mini, he play a move like an old move. So he'd play like bass, like like super deep bass uh, melodies yeah. on the on that on the move. It's like yeah. a newer move. So how are you gonna bring this back? I uh, I don't need to. <laughs> it's a podcast. We don't got to do shit. Out of it. No, you already yeah. was because you had a point going. Well, where were we going? I don't. I don't remember what we were talking about. I, I, I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> get there. We didn't go there. Whatever. It's a podcast. It's like what? 
I mean, that's, yeah, I just like this format because we do that. Right. Just go Babylon and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was just like it was. It was just like a dope ass band, and um, like the the bassist was just solid, and the singer just like ran around the stage. Like, <laughs> just, really? I, like I looked at him, and he was kind of like a like a like a Mexican James Brown. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was super like his command and his confidence was dope. He was yeah, just like yeah. a like a tall skinny guy, like what? Like yeah. our height. He was kind of like he's like our build, like like almost this guy's build. That's, I think that's the pink. The thing about performativity too, like I think, I think like Tata Celia, you guys, your stage presence isn't going to come along really naturally in the mu- in, in recorded music. You have to really see you, you all to right. have a different experience because it is a very different experience than just listening yeah. to them. Like, so just coming back, um, what are we coming back to? I don't we're know. coming back to the fact that these guys are just Latinos <laughs> who are just rocking it. Okay, yeah, and they're yeah. rocking everybody. Like there was uh, the the. The film bar was mostly like white folks from like you know from Phoenix, but it was like a mixture. There was Latinos, but yeah. like nobody could resist that shit. Everybody was just into it. Yeah. Like I, you know, and and it, anyways, um, it was it was sick. It was just super super dope. Like they were just rocking the house. And then like like you you asked me, you know, La Santa Cecilia, and uh, okay, so how do how do I you know perceive them, La Santa oh, yeah, Cecilia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People, I think people perceive them more like a Latin band. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. But I feel that there's other groups, and I feel that we, I think we kind of like kind of vibe into that yeah. well after i played after uh they left the stage i felt uh, I, w- I was just like thinking about our our sound and, and you start our you know just our i mean we're just so i it, just feel it, like it like, got you reflecting on your own music is that what, so it sounds like yeah i'm reflecting on our music right now like just like i was thinking okay they're 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 off the stage and i'm gonna go on i was thinking about like just you know my organ and then carlos's amp and then this fool's amp and his bass and just the, like Gabriel's playing, like we're, you know, what I'm saying we we can compare to any musician, you know, what I'm saying regardless of where they're from, you know, what I'm saying we we can right. hold our own, like musically. I don't know, and and I think, I mean, because of, of the format, you know, what I'm saying, kind of like the bass, drums, guitar, and anybody can appeal, to, like it appeals yeah. to everybody, you know, what I'm saying. So, how could I put it? I think we, in a sense, even though we are explicitly, you know. Latino, because yeah. like in in the name, and sometimes I take it for granted. Chicano Batman, all right, because uh, that wasn't my purpose in making it, you know, or our purpose in being like, okay, we're we're Chicano, Chicano power, you know, even though we are, but but that wasn't like the main yeah, purpose you have your of own, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's complicated, but it's it's kind of like uh, we're representing all these things, but but it, it's almost like separate from our musicality, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, completely. It's almost like 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 two like presenting like a parallel universe. Well, it's like what we talked about, you know, when we started the conversation. We're, we, our name is Chicano Batman, and, you know, it's... In case you've been listening to this whole thing and you forgot. Yeah. Or you just had no yeah. idea. So, yeah, so it's, it's weird to think about in this context that our name is Chicano Batman, yet, you know, from the very beginning, we've played music that a lot of Latinos have not been exposed to. Yeah, you know, sure. Even if it's a lot, we're taking a lot of the music that they grew up, you know, they're not seeking to listen to it. You know, we're putting it on the platter for them. You know, it's clearly you're clearly drawn from the Americas and not just totally. like yeah. You know, the Chicano identity or Mexico specifically. Completely. And also, I and I think now it's interesting to see that we have a lot. We have a very 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 mixed crowd at all our shows. Yeah. It's not raza. It's not just raza. We have a white people. We have we have black people. We have Asian people. We have the whole mix. Armenian people, <laughs> right? We yeah, have suddenly. You know, yeah. we have we have it all. It's it's amazing to see that, um, and. To, to be when people start talking about a Latino band you know in terms of like that's that's our appeal you know yeah. then it's completely wrong yeah. you know we are a Latino band 
that's what we're grown into. That's our blood, you know. But um, I think the messages in the music it speaks a lot, you know, uh, louder than you know. Like if somebody's working <coughs> to, to cure cancer or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know the Latinos for cancer. You know, <laughs> don't say that. That doesn't make makes any sense. Like, oh, he's, it's good research for a Latino. You know, uh, yeah. cancer. Uh, that doesn't make sense. It just is what it is, right? Yeah. It's in the topic of cancer study. You know, you don't have to say black studies for uh, cancer, Latino sad. studies for cancer, this and that. It just is what it is, you know, yeah. when it gets to a certain platform. All right, well, we're, we're uh, past the hour here. Um, can we, um, just for folks that are, because now, you know, somebody's like, hey, awesome, I love these guys. What, where, in terms of, like, a track, where's a good starting point for people just to get to know your sound? What would be a good representative song? I maybe see. maybe an unfair question, but... Itotiani. Huh? Itotiani. With that, you guys agree? Yeah. Itotiani. Which album is it on? On the first album. The first album. Yeah. Okay. And then the website is ChicanoBatman.com, right? Is there yeah. a website? Yeah, we have ChicanoBatman.com. Okay. We have a Bandcamp. Well, you, you can go to ChicanoBatman.com and everything is from there. You can go to Bandcamp from that page. And then that'll show all your shows and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll obviously link to all that. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Carlos. Make Instagram, sure. Twitter. Instagram. So you do all the social media yeah, stuff? Yeah, I do all that. Okay. Facebook, you do all uh, the Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, I'm the one with the smartphone. And uh, ChicanoBatman.com. Yeah, those are the best places. They all get updated every week. So yeah. find out the newest stuff, please visit regularly. Yes. And then and I would um, give them another song. What would you give yeah, them? Yeah, give them a yeah, 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 come on. Mix too. it up. Yeah. What would you pick? Like Cycle? Like Cycle. Yeah. Magma? Magma? Yeah. I'd say I'd say Frio too. I think yeah. That one's pretty like that one's dope. That, yeah. that one's got everything. That's just fucking. That's a platter. That's a sample. You know, this has got shrimp. Fucking, we got egg rolls. <laughs> it's got you know, it's a sampler. Because the the uh, yeah, the style, the sounds, and the the rhythm and like I think that you guys played. There's a specific sound to what you do, but there's also a lot of diversity in the songs. Like some are slower, some are faster. Basic on that basic level, but also just like other levels too. Right, it's kind of like a balance. The instruments yeah, that you're featuring in different too. songs. I mean, it mixes up quite. It's a got bit. a drum solo. It's got a jam out in the end. It's yeah. got like a, a totally pasteles verdes part in the middle. It's got a funky, you know, uh, like transition in the song. That's yeah. that's like that's everything right there. Right. <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to end this with? Before you, we sink any further into the ground. <laughs> this is really funny. I should take a photo. People can visualize. This is tight. Yeah, I'll take a I'll picture vision. Right, no, that's good. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank no you problem. for coming out. Thanks Appreciate for having me, guys. Thank you for reaching out too. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, man, this is fun. We don't get to do things like this. Yeah. Yeah. So can it's I say always this? like so? Uh, the band name. Where did it come from? Yeah. You I know? managed to avoid that question. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to stick to that. Just like Jose and Yano, so you guys come from this different angle. <laughs> I appreciate that. We have a certain sensibility to us. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, a little more challenging, you know? It's like, is it, are the, all the questions going to be this hard? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this was Chicago Batman. We're here in L.A., and uh, thanks for listening if you made it this far. And I'll link to all the music we talked about. And I'll, I'll also link to other interviews in case people do want to know where the name came from. For sure. Yeah. Peace. All right, thanks, guys. Thank Peace. You. Hey everybody, um, for those of you that actually got through the whole thing, I appreciate you be still being here. Uh, but again, please take a look at, or you know, add your feedback to the comment area. I think it's, we'd really like to hear that, both myself and the band. And um, take a look at other parts of the website. Um, it was just really an enjoyable experience for me to just chit chat with them and get to know them a little better. 
Uh, and I think, I really, really think that after you listen to the interview, um, I think you might have a different feel with the music. I think you might enjoy the music a little more because you have a, a sense of where these guys are coming from, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and what the music means to them. It's just a little different level of intimacy that I think just sort of opens up the experience with the music. All right, everybody, have a great day, and uh, bye. Bye.